welcome to the latest episode of Every Fan for Himself. I'm Eli Webb. I'm Jaron Jolly. I'm Jason Kenny. Excited to have you guys on board. Um, it's been a good week. Halloween's over now. Mm-hmm. We're we're into November, out of the spooky stuff, into just some some regular old nerd stuff. It's the good stuff. It's the stuff y'all love. Into the regular stuff. Into the regular stuff. You always until we. This is a whole month of Thanksgiving. <laughs> we have <laughs> Thanksgiving themed <laughs> nerd things. I don't even think that's a thing. Is it? I'm sure there's. I'm. I know there are like Thanksgiving episodes of some nerd things, probably, mm, but I don't know if it's like a. We could dip into like Halloween again and <laughs> just regress. Talk Let's about Thanksgiving. Oh, the show about the killer movie. turkey. Yeah, 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 film. yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I guess that's best of both worlds. There, it's tight. Yeah, I mean, and then December we can do Nightmare Before Christmas and Krampus, and oh, Krampus. we just do scary <laughs> things every month. Find Halloween things to do. Every yeah, month. I don't know about January though. I think. Nah, no. I mean, Baby New Year is just scary by himself in the like claymation <laughs> Rudolph. Stuff. I like the new direction of this podcast. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> scary <laughs> podcast, but just by month. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Yeah. It's not that. <laughs> We're going to start with some news, though. Yeah. Uh, I'll start. Please do. What do you Thor think? 2 came out. It did. And it's Ragnarok. since it's early, you know, some of you still might not have seen it. All I'm going to say is go see it. It's good. That's not all I'm going to say. I'm also going <laughs> to say it's one of my new favorites. But yeah. I have to leave it at that because it's still too early. Like, yeah. it just came out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, like, I want to talk about it, like, eventually, but now it's not the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I, um, I guess I'll be the voice of dissent, dissent. Yeah. And be like, I, I loved it a lot. It wasn't like my favorite in the MCU. It's well, like not my favorite. Well, I mean, but it, but it's, I wouldn't even put it with like my top five. Really? Yeah. I, I definitely would. I would say it's top five for me. Top five. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, and it definitely was like bold and bright and colorful and action packed. Um, I don't. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're entitled to your opinion. Yeah. Your but, wrong opinion. <laughs> but but go see it, and may, maybe in in subsequent weeks we'll get more in depth. Yeah. About we definitely it. we definitely ought to. I and think like, what we might have to do is is maybe I mean, this is long term, but in the next year or two, uh, kind of reevaluate, look at Marvel movies Marvel, again, the timeline, and then see yeah. you know for sure where we where we've landed. Mm-hmm. And like without really saying anything. I thought that I think that Marvel's really hitting their stride with like their form of how uh, they make their movies. Mm. Meaning, I really appreciated that they were able to make you know these funny jokes without squandering cool moments. Mm-hmm. You know, they were able to have like cool superhero action, but at the same time, you know, make it fun. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think they they are so good at that. Yeah. You know. Um, I know you guys have, I, I still haven't seen it, my bad, Guardians 2, and I know mm-hmm. that was kind of one of your guys' issues with it, was that there were mo- some position. moments, okay, Jason, some moments that could have been more epic, but they sacrificed them for a joke. Yeah. It just tried to be too funny. Yeah. Wh- which is turned out to be kind of dumb. Which yeah, honestly was a little bit of, I think, my beef with Thor. And here's the thing, I don't, really? I don't dislike Thor, I very much liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as, you know, ranking it with other Marvel movies, for me, it was just like... I felt like I had just, I've heard this humor before and, you know, it's the kind of jokes I feel like, the the type of humor is just, I've heard it so many times before. And for me, it was just kind of like, okay, I get the type of jokes they're trying to make, but I maybe want to hear a different joke. That's why I I don't know. I think I I have to disagree. Well, that's why I I enjoyed Spider-Man so much because for me, that was really fresh. 
Yeah. And that was a different approach on humor and on everything. They I played thought, with being a teenager, and I thought that was more fun for me than Thor. I don't know. I I th- I don't I I thought that this humor was fresh. Personally, mm. I think I think that they, I don't know, some of the interactions they had were different than a lot of the Marvel interactions we see. Um, we see a lot more of Hulk, and I think they used him comedically uh, in a way that Marvel hasn't done before. Yeah, I've never seen the Hulk be so he was funny. Really I like. We are already saying more than I want. Yeah. To. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll come. We'll come. I like that the the humor was more situational than just like some joke to make you a know joke I mean? for the sake of a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I will say I think the first 10 minutes were like the only part of like the only jokes that I didn't like came mm. within the first 10 minutes. Mm. And I think, I don't know. I, I, I still like some of those early ones. We can yeah. talk more about it. <laughs> we can talk more about that. <laughs> um, yeah, but Thor two is out. Go see it. For also, sure. absolutely. Go see it. Um, justice league comes out so soon. So yeah. soon. So, so we're, soon. we're counting down. We'll have another episode before then. Um, but that's obviously exciting. They keep releasing little tidbits. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It should, it should be good. I, I, I definitely think I am, it's going to be... I'm so excited. And honestly... Probably up there with Wonder Woman. I thought in, well, in my mind... Hopefully. hopefully. In my <laughs> mind, I was almost more excited for Thor, like, leading up to it. But then as I got closer, I'm like, I really just mostly am looking forward to Justice League. Even yeah. More than Thor. I and, was excited for Thor like I'm excited for Justice League mm-hmm. in that, okay, I did not like the first two Thors. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, it looks like it'll be better. And... I have not liked a lot of what DC's done, and I'm like, okay, this looks like it'll be yeah. better. Yeah. I was more than pleasantly surprised with Thor, and I, I now at this point, I'm hoping to be more than pleasantly surprised with, with Justice, Justice League. League. I'm, I'm allowing myself to get more excited sure. than I was, um, so we'll see. Yeah, I have been endlessly excited for this movie, and I think like ever since they announced it, I was excited. Yeah, um, but like. I've been seeing a lot of things and it's looking really hopeful. Yeah. I mean, o- early reviews sound really good. Mm-hmm. Um, interviews and stuff, everyone says like DC finally figured it out, mm-hmm. you know? Hmm. And so I, they've got me hyped. Oh, for yeah. sure. No, um, I, we'll see. They yeah, better not let may, me down. It might just be like my mood or my, I don't know what it is, but yeah. just the, the, the dark, heavy tone that DC's doing, I'm digging. Yeah. I'm really and It looks like they're going to be able to make it funnier, which yeah. is... Adding some I think it'll, it'll be more well-rounded. Yeah, I exactly. think Marvel's really good at that, and I think... Marvel or DC? I'm saying Marvel. Oh, okay. Has, and, and especially now, they're hitting a really close... Where they're, like, funny and cool action, and this kind of, like, really cool vibe. Yeah. And but I especially think we're going to see that in Black Panther. I think, yeah, yeah. I think with <laughs> Thor... So cool. With Thor, they really hit that. Yeah. Because with... I'll say with the movies that they've done like recently and like in the past, mm-hmm. they haven't quite hit that perfect balance. Yeah. But with Thor Ragnarok, I think they did. I think, yeah, wow. I think Thor definitely had something magic mm-hmm. to it. Ma- I, I and yeah, I, I would, I would say no. I would say Thor was equal in my opinion was equal parts comedy, equal parts action for me. It felt mm-hmm. like it was equally both of those things. Yeah. But I felt yeah, yeah. I, I would say that. But it was like. I, I, don't know, I loved it. It was, it was high comedy. action and high comedy. Like, it was high caliber of both, mm-hmm. no yeah. doubt. Yeah. It, I don't think one lost out because of the other. I Absolutely. think that's were, yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Sure. And it honestly is a surprise that I liked the movie because I've been down on Marvel. Yeah, you've been worried a little bit. I was super worried about Thor. I thought that they were going to ruin it. I think sometimes Marvel has a habit of wanting to be a comedy and not a superhero movie. Yeah. yeah. And I could tell you were a little worried that it was, I think you also, Jaren, voiced that it was, you were worried it was going to be two Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yes. It was just, I was absolutely that way too. Yeah. I mean, and, and we walked out and you kind of said that's what Guardians 2 should have been. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I, had a, I had a lot of fun with that movie, no yeah. doubt. Like, no matter what I say, I, I enjoyed it. I'm going to yeah. see it many more times, yeah. for sure. <laughs> so please go go watch it. Yeah, um, it's fun. It's, it's definitely worth it. For sure. Uh, uh, but then Justice League, mm-hmm. Black Panther comes out in February. I'm just thinking of those trailers oh, we saw. Yeah. I think that's my news for now. Yeah. Um, um, I have uh, a couple of different newses. Uh, yeah. First off, they <laughs> cast Brainiac yeah. <laughs> in well, the go. Krypton TV show. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know there was a Krypton TV show. Yeah, it's for sci-fi. Oh, mm-hmm. is it going to be like Superman's parents and stuff? Maybe. Uh, probably. I don't know. But they got a Brainiac, so there's got to cool. be some action. Yeah, right? there's got to be some bad guys. Oh yeah. Uh, it's Blake Ritson, and Who's he? He, he was in Da Vinci's Demons. But oh, I don't even know what that is. But like that's like it. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's a he's a cool. Up and comer. Um, I've got some more, but go you for want to just yeah, like no. go around the circle? No, keep going. Well, well, I'm, I'm done with my news, so Jay, keep going. I know you've got the b- biggest news. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. Can we save that? Actually, I've got or... two of the biggest news. Okay. What? The the big, big news I know we have. Say, let's save that for last, but what's, what else do you have? Um, hoo-hoo, fellas, guess what? They're going to make another Twilight Zone. Oh, sweet. Oh, snap. Yeah. Are they really? Yeah, they're redoing <gasps> Twilight Zone. Dude. And right now they're looking at director... Jordan Peele do it. Oh, you oh, would be all of dynamite. I, I, don't I don't know how that would work. Like I feel over like you should kind of be like. I feel like they need to be a Rod Serling. Maybe know. he'll be like the Rod like Serling kind of. Dude, I've been on a Twilight Zone kick. Have you? On, yeah. yeah, I've been I've been like cranking through it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Well, and definitely on, doesn't get enough credit. Honestly, mm-hmm. Get Out is in my mind basically like a Twilight Zone episode. Like, think of the context, the way yeah. it feels. That feels like something from Twilight Zone. Totally. Yeah, it's super exciting. Um, I just want to know who that narrator's going to be because yeah. I don't think you can do better than the original than narrator. Than Rod Serling, yeah. You can't. You really like, can't. He was... I, I, like, aspire to have that kind of, like... That kind of... Voice and of, timber yeah. and... That would, not Sean Connery, though. No, hang on. <laughs> I do a tidbit, and you think you hear something. I don't get to finish my sentence, and you think you're cocking. When you hear back, <laughs> no, you, did, you definitely like, a kind of short out. You did that. It wasn't a kind of short of. It was no, like, I, that wasn't. That your of your Rod good. Sterling was a better Sean Connery than what you tried to <laughs> just do up. as Sean Connery. <laughs> you're about to enter a world. I can't That's do That's what either. I was trying to do. You're like a caricature gangster now. That's what I was trying to yeah. do. See. Listen here, copper. See? No, no, that's, that's not, not off. That is off. You're wrong. He doesn't uh, He doesn't do this at all. He doesn't have any SH I, in I there. Think, I feel like everybody from the 1950s and 40s looks like that. <laughs> no matter who true. they are. <laughs> <laughs> They're just babies are born learning English. That's why. <laughs> um, I've got... Just two more news. Oh wow! Um, but, uh, but like, I'm gonna I'm gonna board. tie them together because it's like the same thing. They've just been casting more for the Shazam movie. Yeah. Um, mm. They maybe have casted a villain. They've mm. maybe casted someone else. Um, but like, the roles are kind of unsure. And it's not Black Adam. Um, yeah, like it's still unsure where they're Black talking Adam's about him getting his own movie. Yeah, because he's he going to get his own movie. Yeah. For sure. And so. he's for sure going to be in a movie with Superman. Yeah, face off against Superman. There you go. So that'll be, be cool. Um, but yeah, they they keep trucking along with that. They don't yeah. have Billy Batson cast yet, but oh, Billy Madison, <laughs> <laughs> not quite. How early do you think we're gonna see Superman in Justice League? I think it's gonna be late. Yeah, I think honest. he'll he'll be kind of the the tag. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the thing. The, what's that? The plot device that saves at the very end. Uh, and I, I can't think of what that word is. Um, but he will be kind it's part of, of the resolution. Yeah, he, he, like he's after the climax. Right, he's the thing that's like the falling action. No, no, <laughs> no I know what you're saying. The rising <laughs> like, action climax. No, they they have said 
that you will be able to feel his presence and or, like when he's there and when he's not there, it's a big difference. Mm. Ah. So like they want you to like him obviously in a cafe behind them as Clark Kent wearing <laughs> not, not newspaper like that. Like, <laughs> huge like feminine sunglasses and a sun hat. Like. Newspaper like holes cut in the newspaper <laughs> yeah. like peeking through. Clark. <laughs> they, <laughs> Fly away. <laughs> they want you to like be able to tell that like the league needs a Superman. Yeah. So they do. For sure. They do. I mean, because he's doing, like, all the press releases with them and stuff, so they're not yeah. really being... Like, they, everybody knows very coy. Yeah, <laughs> and some of the posters of Justice League have him in it. Yeah. As the team. Um, but... Uh, we better get Green Lantern, dude. I better see... Like, I better see Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, my <again>. gosh. <laughs> Give a him surprise a Ryan Reynolds <laughs> cameo. Um, I better see Chris Evans. As Green Lantern. <laughs> Wasn't he the first repeat hero? Um, he probably. I think he was. Yeah, yeah. with Human, Human Torch. Torch and Captain America. I'm pretty Who sure. Who else has been a repeat hero? Ben Affleck. Ben, ben Affleck. Daredevil Batman. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, Lantern and Deadpool. Uh-huh. Maybe Michael B. Jordan. He was like three superhero movies. Yeah, he's, oh my gosh. he's a villain. I'm oh, too. Oh, I didn't think of that. Um, I think there's one or two more. Actually, yeah, we'll too. figure it out. Um... So, for those of you that saw, there was kind of a new, almost mini teaser trailer for released for Star Wars this week called yeah, yeah, Awake yeah. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we saw some repeat kind of clips, but we did see a lot of new uh, footage that looks really cool. I mean... Starting with Luke and the Falcon. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. sweet. Cool. Looked so cool. Uh, also... Come December, we're going to, as we get closer... Oh, yeah. Trust us. We're going to do our theory episode. Oh, we we're going to do a theory our spec episode. Because I don't... That's okay. And I want to get really <laughs> into it, because like, if we did theory based on just the trailers, things would get wild. Yeah, I think that yeah. would be misleading, but... We have to dig a no, little deeper. No, we're going to, though. <laughs> we represent <laughs> all of our theories. Oh, we are. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It'll, it'll be a whole episode, guys. Brace yourselves. Like, I have Most been death. studying up on these theories my entire life, every day. <laughs> <laughs> He has a doctorate in Before Star Wars episode, trailer. Before Honestly? episode one, two, and three came out, he was studying Last Jedi <laughs> theories. <laughs> if, if I his major, if I studied in school as much say, as I do for this, as much, oh man, you honestly, would have your masters by now. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I would have been graduating. Doctor Webb. Oh, <laughs> um, Je- this is a little one, but Jeff yeah. Goldblum has, get through this. has been <laughs> confirmed with a cameo in the new Jurassic Park one. But he said, it's a cameo, but it's big enough that my role kind of matters, he cool. said. Cool. <laughs> he is so charming. He is just the best. He's so he was Jeff one of the best Goldblum. parts of, he was. of Thor 2 also, just should say that. Yeah, but he is just, he is like almost a static actor in that he can only act like Jeff Goldblum <laughs> in every role he's in. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Um, but Jason, okay, give us the last bit of news here that I'm kind of wigging out about. Guys, they've been talking about making a Lord of the Rings TV show. And I believe it's going to go on Amazon, right? Amazon. That's the talk. Yeah. Yeah. The Tolkien estate is in talks with Amazon and uh, Jeff Bezos, who they say is not usually involved in any of the Amazon Studios projects, but apparently he's a big, like, sci-fi and high fantasy fan. And so he has been, like leading the talks and I feel conflicted. I me feel too. I feel like, oh my gosh, anything Lord of the Rings for me is like, I'll do it, buy it, see it, whatever. Yeah. But at the same time I even though, you know, obviously Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings is it's not perfect, but it is it's pretty close. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. 
it's so good. Like, yes, I want to see more like details that Peter yeah. couldn't fit in the movies, but at the same time, and some side, you know, characters, Tom Bombadil. Yeah. And, and I mean, I don't know what that series would mean. Are they, I don't are know. They, is it going to be the journey of the ring? Or are they going to play with some earlier stuff or some yeah, side stuff? Some earlier stuff. Who knows? I worry. It's, yeah, it's kind of what I worry about Star Wars. You know, really? my issue is Star oh, Wars they... is going to get diluted and, yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, we won't have sort of a purity and sort of that, you know, I don't know. It, it, there's more chances for it to be bad in Star yeah. Wars. And that's the problem with this, too. Yeah. I mean, that was one of my issues with The Hobbit. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. okay, Peter Jackson Peter did so well it. and it was Peter Jackson on top of the Hobbit and mm-hmm. I like so much of it, but so much I really was like So disappointed. Whatever. I saw the first Hobbit in theaters and I was like, My gosh, I'm not that excited for the next two. Yeah. Man. And the first I liked, one was great. The first one was fantastic. <laughs> I loved it, but yeah, I wasn't like lacked, midnight premiere, let's go. Yeah, it I was lacked like, okay. some of the I don't know. So, so magic. That, oh, it was just the magic. That, you know what? Lord of the Rings had. When the first Hobbit came out, I wanted to see it really badly, but I I didn't go see it because none of my friends wanted to go see it with me. Like hmm. nobody wanted to yeah. because they had already seen it and they were so disappointed. Like my brother, for example, he's like, I don't want to go see oh, that. Oh, really? Again. Yeah. Like he, he I, was really bummed out about it. I, I was, no, there's, and even there's parts in the first where I was like, why, what was that decision? Yeah, it was silly. Um, but at, yeah, I mean. So we'll see. Yeah, we will. I'm so excited, and I'll give it a chance. Oh, absolutely! I will. Be, you know, I will be there. I would give a Disney Channel Lord of the Rings show a chance. Yeah, I would <laughs> give anything Lord of the Rings a chance. A Playhouse Disney, another Lord of the Rings, <laughs> a Nick Junior, some weird like Hobbit Clubhouse, House like, of Mouse. Kids. Yeah, I, any I would watch. Bag End, <laughs> the yeah. kids version. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see where that goes. But. Yeah. We gotta get into this episode. Let's go. We're you wasting got your guys' time. You got fanfic. No, it's good. They want to know all this. We had a lot of. I don't news. think they want to know all sure of this. <laughs> all right. Do you guys want to know about me? Honestly, I mean, um, li- fans. Uh, I know a lot of maybe oh, fans. Sh- maybe we should do a segment where we just talk about my life. Just you, know, you. dude. Maybe we on. should. All right. Yeah. So here's Jay. I'm a fan of Jason. Everyone wants to know what I know, but not how I know. Not. Wrong. I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. You took a, a quote out of context. <laughs> I did. It's a weird turn there. Maybe maybe put Jason in your fanfic, Eli. I don't know. Come on. No, don't. Please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's do this. Here we go. <clears throat> All right. Here we go. Um, this is called The Ocean Spirit Ooh. by NIR93. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's all capitalized, so I don't know if it's like a, an acronym. acronym. The Ocean Spirit. Now, I don't know even how this starts. I'm assuming <laughs> it's supposed to be a tune, but I can't. You gonna sing? Winter, spring. Hmm, 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 hmm. La, la, la. Hmm, 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 hmm. <laughs> Does it not give you like a tune? <laughs> no, there's no tune. It just starts there's and then hum, 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 hum. There's a PDF for sheet music attached to this. There's a lot of hmm. That anyway. would be really good yeah, in depth. Be, yeah. Okay, anyway. Hmm. Lieutenant G start to sing one of his favorite songs. It's middle of the night. Everyone is sleeping. He is the only one awake. He look around. See is dead silence. He saw the moon. It reminds him of Prince Zuko. Ha ha, he smiled to himself. That moon really need a ponytail and a scar. What are you laughing about? He heard a... <laughs> I'm sorry. It already None sounds of like, this makes it sense. It sounds like Tommy Weiss. He sounds like Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. He sounds like the room. Absolutely none of this makes sense. He heard a cold, heartless voice from behind. He don't have to turn his face to know who that is. It's Prince Zuko. Everyone knows his voice, and most of them hate it. Lieutenant G turned and faced Zuko, but Zuko wasn't looking at him anymore. 
He was looking at the moon just the way Lieutenant G did. Are you smiling at me? Zuko suddenly asked. What? Oh no, Prince Zuko. How did he know that? Lieutenant G start to sweat. Then why are you smiling? Zuko asked again. This time he looked at his annoying captain. Zuko's eyes are filled with anger as always. <laughs> I'm dying. Every sentence is just like a blow to my face. I was thinking about uh, about my family, Prince Zuko. Lieutenant G have no idea about the lie he just said to Zuko. Zuko stared at him for a second. Hmm. That's all the ponytail prince said. He left Lieutenant G to be the way he wants, thinking about his family. Zuko know his crew hate this journey and hate him, but this is the only crew decide go to go to to go to with him to find the Avatar. You sound like a caveman. I'm having a really hard time. And he know that it because Uncle Iroh. That's why his crew is still here, because of his fat uncle. What did Zuko said to you, G? <laughs> One of the workers in the ship asked from Lieutenant G. Lieutenant G didn't say a word. More, more, more. Fire, Zuko, you need to keep your arms close to you when you're using this technique. Iroh scream at Zuko. So we just jumped right over to, to Iroh and Zuko, I yeah, guess. I didn't, yeah, sure. Yeah. He knows Zuko's firebending power is somewhat lower than others, but he never tried to say that and hurt his nephew feelings. Zuko always tried to do the best. But he always fail. What is wrong with me, uncle? Why does that stupid move want work with me? Zuko scream and ask from Iroh. Iroh drank some tea. He can't tell the truth. That means it's time for a tea break for Zuko. It's your first try practicing this move, Zuko. You need time and some tea. After all, it's getting noon soon. What you need right now is some tea, my nephew. Iroh said and show another cup of tea for Zuko. Urgh, uncle! Zuko bend some fire from his mouth and start to walk away. As I told you, my nephew, it's noon. You need a bath. It's pretty hot around you. <laughs> this sounds like it was written by that weird kid in elementary school who always had his hand in his pants what and like covered his desk in glue. <laughs> like, but he like liked cool things, so you like kind of talk to him every once in a while. Anyway, it's too accurate, Jason. That's I think that maybe vivid. was Jason. I know a kid. <laughs> it's a friend. I swear, it's me. <laughs> I was the friend. I just want to keep going. This this is pretty long. But like, is there a resolution point you can oh, come to? Man, I let's see. I'll just read. I'll just skip to the uh, end of the chapter. It's too long. You know what? I'm actually not gonna skip to the end of the chapter. This is going crazy. But that's. I mean, that's the ocean spirit. We can keep reading that. Um, I'd recommend you guys look it up because it's worth the read. Word. Sounds like it's worth the read. So, if you couldn't guess, uh, this episode is Avatar The Last Airbender. If you couldn't guess by that grammatically. How far? <laughs> um, How far were you going to take? We're not that? actually going to do Legend of Korra this time. Yeah. Nope. Just because there's enough to talk about with Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. We could do a Korra episode as well. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're just going to talk about Avatar The Last Airbender. The we're, greatest television show of all time. Yeah, in my opinion, I probably won't argue that. I honestly, my it's, I think the I'd best. say it's the top thing. three best of all time. I could argue that. Don't. I'm not going to. That's right. What do you think is really quick? That's the thing is like I, you'd have to give me time to think, but like making such a bold statement as like greatest TV show of all time would have to really I'll be considered. Top. Top. It's easily the best cartoon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Best cartoon. Top three of all time. <laughs> 
Jason's like not even best cartoon. Best cartoon? Jason's yeah, like I could SpongeBob. I could throw Cat I could throw dog. it up there as best cartoon. Tight. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Common ground. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're gonna get into Avatar: The Last Airbender. We got a lot of material here, which I like. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna start for those of you who don't know. I'm just gonna give you the most basic layout. It's sort of a medieval technology time. It's not in our world, but it's a medieval-ish era. No, not even medieval. I would say it's getting closer to post-Renaissance, almost to an industrial revolution. Yeah, right. Yeah. Industrial revolution-ish, depending on the nation. I'm doing a horrible job at this. Now I'm making it more yeah. confusing. Basically, people have Steam the ability... Steampunk. Like, <laughs> no, that's Korra. <laughs> Korra no, that's 20s. Oh, look at us. This is awful. Um, basically, there are, there are four elements. Water, earth, fire, air... And some people in this universe have the ability to manipulate and bend these elements, and they are called benders. You know what it is we're talking about. Yeah, and the Avatar can bend all four. Yeah, this isn't like an episode where we tell you about it. No, (laughs) we're just going to be explaining what we like about it. (laughs) Um, We're going to start with some of our favorite characters. Oh, yeah. From oh yeah, you know what? I'm actually not going to start with that because I oh. think it'll be supplemented after we say. Okay. What's your favorite bending? Water, earth, fire, air. Bending. J. Uh, Jer. Why don't you start us off? Okay. My favorite bending, I would have to say, is air. Um, and I know that as far as like usefulness or utility or whatever, it's obviously probably not as useful as water bending or earth bending. But for me, like the whole concept behind the the school of thought for airbending with the air nomads like kind of dive into, which is freedom and creativity and bending and kind of harmony and stuff. Objection. What? I think they all emphasize creativity and bending. I just wanna say Maybe. that. I just wanna say that. <laughs> okay. Um but I just know that the way that um the only airbender in the TV show, Aang, uses his airbending is very, very creative. More creative cool. than a lot of characters. Objection. No. The way, I would, I, I, the way I that he, because he uses it to avoid confrontation and fighting. That's it, just airbending. I think, like a, I think, which is, part, which is part of the, the thought of airbending that I like is that I don't it's, it's non I think that's part of airbending. I don't think it's more yeah, creative. Yeah, I was going to say with airbending, I think you have to be the most creative. Like airbending requires the most creativity because it's like with firebending, waterbending, you know what to do. With airbending, you have to like figure out what you're going to do. Make, making air scooters. Right. Like, that's that's kind of where I'm know. going. I think there's I, I think there's equal room for innovation with each of these and I think they require different levels of creativity. Perhaps. And but I don't, um, I don't know that it's more creative than I the give you a gust of wind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I just like the the concept of airbending and how how it can be used in so many different ways. How you can move so many different things um, other than obviously just air. But that would be my favorite. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Jay um, my favorite is waterbending. Mm. Um, I think waterbending has some of the most potential for diversity, and by that I, I'm saying... Creativity? Not Craig. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Blade Runner of bendings. <laughs> like, it can be... I, I feel like at surface level you'd think, oh, it could be like kind of a weak um, kind of bending, but you can make it very strong if you want to. Oh, I mean, wow. think yeah. of something like a pressure washer or something like that, totally. or like... You can cut concrete with water. Yeah, a fire hose can yeah. destroy someone. And so it's like, I, I, I think that waterbending can be extremely powerful and very useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Water's awesome. Cool. My favorite is earth. Um, I just like the 
the strength behind it. And for me, it feels the most practical. Like, I don't know, as far as tools and building and, mm-hmm. and things like that, like, you know, I, I don't know. It just feels... It's for sure the most useful, I think. I, I don't know, because... When I was younger and I used to think about earthbending, I always felt like it was the most destructive by far. Really? I don't think that's fire. More than fire? Because I, I thought about using earthbending in real life. I stomp the ground and all this earth comes up. I just made a huge hole You in just ruined your parents' driveway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I just ruined everything. Right. I don't know. I think, I feel like earthmen would be the, or earthmen, earthbenders would be the best craftsmen. Sure. And, oh, yeah. you yeah. know, using those materials, I mean... For the time period, Tools for and, the time period of Avatar the Show, I think earthbending is definitely the most useful. Today, I don't know if it's as much. You would ruin people's lives. I think water might be the most useful today. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. That's a debate we but, could have. And but, I think I and this is obviously personal, like my opinion. Yeah. But I I would argue that it's the strongest. Sure. In a fight, I, I feel like an that. earthbender <laughs> would be. The, like the best earthbender versus the best of any other, I think the earthbender would be the toughest to defeat. I think so, too. Yeah. Mm. I mean, like, given no rules, like, in an arena where he can just destroy as much dirt as he wants. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying, like, let's put Toph versus Katara. I think Toph wins. Hmm. Um, She's also the best earthbender, like, in the world, though. That's kind of... I think Katara is the, the best, best waterbender. Water I don't know about that. She gets pretty strong. Yeah. I mean, she, but, like... We'd have to put in, like, different elements uh, into this, which hmm. we will probably get into later. Yeah, right. yeah. But we'll, we'll discuss it. Before, yeah. we, before we move earth on. Earthbending is my favorite. Before we move on, what bending do you think you are personally? Water. Earth. See, and I, I say the air is my favorite, but I think I'm a firebender. You're a firebender. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think I'm too. more yeah. motivated by the kind of rage. Emotion. <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> emotion. Generally. Airbenders are very much in control. Yeah, they're very You're placid, a little more passionate. kind of white personality, and I You're think I've got more passionate. Fire. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Ooh, sweet. Yeah. So, you know, guys, let us know what you think. For sure. Yeah. What bending are you? What do you think? What's your favorite? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are some w- creative ways you would use bending? Creative I want to hear about that mm. from our oh, fans. From the fans, not from yeah. you guys. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. <laughs> well, do you want to talk about the bending specializations? Kind of we're on the bending topic. Yeah. If we're moving through it, yeah. yeah. I want to I mm-hmm. talk about now. Um, in, in bending, there are specializations that talented benders can use. Um, and the waterbenders have, I guess, sort of tiers and levels, and um, as do earth and, and fire and kind of air. But it's a little different. Yeah. Um, you kind of see that in Korra. You can see an expansion of that. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we'll mention it we can just touch because on it's that. bending yeah. in general. Absolutely. Um, but let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Because we are actually introduced to, to more than one specialization in Korra, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the first one we are introduced to is lightning. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say light, lightning is absolutely my favorite. I think it's is it? the oh yeah, absolutely cool. It's so cool. So firebenders very cool. use lightning, and it's so like gnarly. It's deadly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's a powerful, focused. I mean, it's it is actual lightning that they're yeah. using. What are they, what do they call it? Like strikes them from the sky. The cold blooded uh, firebending is what Iroh calls it when he's teaching. Oh, Zuko. does he? Cold, does he call it that? Cold blooded firebending. It's just, yeah, because it's, n- it's not like a gust of fire. It's like, ooh, you know, I can send you. No, I will murder you <laughs> with yeah. lightning, Yeah, which is gnarly, I think. Yeah. Um, really cool to see how it's used in the series, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the technique that goes yeah. into like, controlling it. Yeah. Cool. Iroh um, is probably, I would say, the most talented firebender we see in the series. Probably. Um, 
He's up there for sure. Yeah, him him and his brother. Yeah, for sure. And uh oh, sorry. Jung Jung. Jung Jung for sure. Oh, he's so cool. Yeah. You only see him at the end, but at the end you see him. <laughs> yeah. Um but Iroh developed a technique mm-hmm. for redirecting lightning using water bending. Yeah. I mean he doesn't bend the water, but studying their style and the flow and he realized that lightning had some properties of of this water and this energy and you redirect it and you know don't get killed by it mm-hmm. really interesting and there's actually a moment in the series when um zuko confronts his father who's mm-hmm. the fire lord and who's the worst guy and his father aims lightning at him and shoots it at him zuko redirects it has the opportunity to redirect it to his father and and could have killed him oh yeah but chose not to which sure. is very noble and I mean, led to some more problems later on, but yeah. <laughs> showed um, real growth for Zuko. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there's lightning. There's lightning. And then we see from, as far as fire goes, we see from Azula, we see blue fire bending, yeah. which is cooler, which is basically just a hotter version. Yeah, just more, fire more powerful. More heat and more power, which I think is kind of mm-hmm. cool and unique to her. You don't see anyone yeah. else bend blue fire. Yeah. I think it's just because she's so full of rage. Yeah. That's the only way she can she's express so scary. that. She yeah. is. She's, we'll stay on fire uh-huh. also. Um not necessarily a specialization, but it's more unique. It, it, it is kind of, um, but flight with fire. Oh, right. Propulsion. Like a jetpack Jet on propulsion. your feet and hands. Yeah. Um, and cool. we see that first. We see a little bit with, with Azula. I think she does some some elements of it. She but does. the most we like really see is actually General Admiral Admiral Iroh in Legend of Korra um, going against the, the airplanes um, during the invasion of the Equalists. Oh. I think that's the first time we see... Like real flight? Roughly. No, it, it, I'm pretty sure in Korra. No, because in um, episode uh, at the end of Avatar, the first series, you see Zhang Zhang and Iroh both fighting, flying, and shooting people. Oh, like hovering? Yeah. Up? Yeah, I guess that's a little different though, because it doesn't. They they like have big columns of of fire underneath them, keeping them up, don't Kinda, they? Yeah. And yeah, that's during the comet. Um, oh, true. So you're not, talking just not during the comet. Yeah, the uh, specialization, flight. and it's the little bursts of flame okay. going out from him. Yeah. So no, that is I a just good wanted distinction. to make that yeah. clear. Yeah, that's a good distinction. That's that is cool. a, another good thing to mention is uh, the weaknesses and like um, the strengths is, as far as these benders go. Like certain times of the year, mm-hmm. they get stronger or they get weaker. Yes. Right. So yeah. water with fire, and water fire and fire benders. actually, I think is the only one that yeah. varies. Yeah. Um, because they'll they're the opposite of each other just right. like earth and air are opposite mm-hmm. um during a full moon waterbenders are more powerful and, and a new moon or an eclipse they are not they're they're powerless right. and firebenders is more rare but during a comet they're at their peak power and during a solar eclipse they cannot bend yeah. um so that's also good to point out thank mm-hmm. you jay no um so i think that's the fire specialization yeah, water bending we have water mm-hmm. jay Water bending uh, has blood bending. Oh, the coolest kind of water bending. I wanted to bring this up when we were talking about Toph versus Katara. Mm-hmm. If Katara could True. use blood bending, yeah. maybe yeah. the fight would go differently. Yeah, yeah. I so agree. I think that's like the most, obviously the most deadly kind of water bending you can do because you can control another person's body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's in some ways block their ability to bend oh, yeah. or their ability to whatever. Oh, yeah. But that's during a full moon, that right? Is, yeah. True. Until, totally. I, we're going to talk about Korra more than I had anticipated. In Korra, we see that even specialization can be specialized in a specific bloodline. And uh, Yakone and his two sons could blood bend without a full moon, yeah. which made them so unbelievable deadly. threats. Yeah. And the only way that they were stopped was actually Aang went into the Avatar state. And he overcame and took, there. Uh, away Yakone's bending. Mm-hmm. 
um, which is a different kind of specialization for an avatar, kind of energy bending. <laughs> yeah, which is, I guess I didn't really think about energy bending as yeah. a specialization. Yeah, um, kind of is. But blood bending is so cool. And I want I we'll get to this later when we get more specific with, with favorite episodes, mm-hmm. but that is one of the best episodes so in the good. entire three season three series. It's creepy. It's, it's the where we find out about blood bending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, it's very powerful. You can control someone. They're basically a puppet and the episode's called the puppet, puppet master. master. Yeah. Yeah. Freaky. I feel like each, um, well, maybe it's just, maybe it's just fire and water, but I feel like there's like a deadliness to these specializations or a one level of deadliness because the other specializations within kind of. water bending. You have like I mean, Plant, yeah, yeah. Plant bending, really cool, which yeah. obviously all the like swamp guys use, yeah. which is really cool. And it's almost like an element of its own that you can control plants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so in, in that episode, the puppet master, she kind of te- teaches Katara how to be a better bender. Yeah. Drawing mm-hmm. water. In general. From drawing water air, from air, from drawing plants. it from plants. Yeah. 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 Really like, interesting yeah. to see the different, because water bending, it's, it's, well, the movement is actually based on Tai Chi, mm-hmm. um, but it's very flowing mm-hmm. and and it's it's definitely more peaceful and more controlled than fire bending. Yeah. Well, I won't say more controlled because you have to control yeah, fire. Of yeah, it's, well, it's fi- all about fire control. Bursts and yeah. it's boom boom. But if you don't control it, continuous. it hurts you also. Correct. Um but we see this new side of water bending that's very destructive. Dark she slices through a rock with mm-hmm. the water yeah, and geez. she takes the water out of the, all the plants around her but kills all of the plants. Right. Very, very interesting that this sort of dark you know, and and I think there's this potential with with all the elements, but water very versatile, which mm-hmm. is why I objected to air because you do see water. I think water has the most specializations also yeah, between see. blood, swamp be- plant, bending, plant bending, where you yeah. there. I mean, that's a cool episode too, where we see the gigantic creature, mm-hmm. the very swamp cool. creature, and it's like the tendrils and all the vines coming after him. It's just water bending the water in the plants, mm-hmm. and then also healing. Yeah. Healing. That's a specialization within water. Would you count ice as a specialization? It's, I, it's not I technically don't, I don't, water. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about how diverse it is because you can also do, like, mist. And yeah, I think that kind of goes sweet. in with something we'll talk about later with uh, earth bending. Yeah. The, yeah. You know? Yeah, with, with metal bending. Yeah. And, but metal is definitely a specialization because some people sure. can't. Yeah. yeah, you know there is a propensity for it, but like sand bending, okay, yeah. I would I would kind of equate that to water and ice and steam is like right. earth and it's sand still, it's still and like earth. gems and geodes. Yeah, that's a different kind of bending. Yeah, um, but yes, ice absolutely, you know, a, a, a f- formidable option. Yeah. But healing snow, she turns Aang makes himself into a snowman <laughs> in the Puppet Master episode. She turns the water into ice as she's throwing. Yeah, it. yeah. She shoots the shards, which I think is and sweet. Is that they so can so cool. turn it into yeah. ice? Yeah, very cool. They can phase it. Which I which I out. which I thought about as like a bender, like what part of your muscles or body yeah. would you control? Like ice, like yeah. that. <laughs> how do you make very it interesting ice? when you deal with the temperature too? Yeah, are you making the yeah. water colder? Are you compacting it? Right. Which if you make it mist, do you make it steam? Is there any sort of heat yeah. control I think, within water? I think and I'm not there sure is because and then I you think that to. that goes over to um, earth bending when you see lava bending because yeah. he's able to oh, control yeah. the temperature of earth. That's and make the thing, it hot. and that's that's. Also, you know, what I wanted to mention, but do we Turning. want to say anything about healing first? Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly, kind of basic. I mean, yeah, some people can't do it. I think it, yeah. it's kind of neat that it takes a specific type of bender. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I, I love what you said, like between ice, uh, blood, water, healing, like that really does make water one of the, the most, most diverse, deadly. Yeah. Like, one, yeah, for sure. Um, Let's talk about Earth. Again, I do want to point out from Korra, 
one of the coolest fight scenes. I think we see it out of between Last Airbender and Korra is um, with Tarlock and Korra in his office. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Korra that confronts season, that Tarlock. Season that's season one. Yeah. And that's actually when we find out he's a bloodbender. Um, but that shows a lot of the capability of water because it's two waterbenders against each other. Mm-hmm. And just talking about, you know, the, how they can transform it into ice just like that. I mean, he's punching, you know, this water and, and or, or like shooting, not punching because right. that's pro-bending, but he's like shooting this water at her and it's becoming ice and it's all these shards and mm-hmm. one of the best fights in the whole series. Super cool. But yes, water is absolutely diverse when it comes to the specializations mm-hmm. and, you know, the range. Um, Definitely. Let's talk about Earth. Earth. You mentioned lava bending. I think is the coolest form it is of earth cool. bending. You think? More than more than metal, hmm. more than sand, more than whatever. Yeah. I think it's the dopest. It's so cool. It is very cool. And this is exclusively Korra. Um, this is when we see... It starts with in Season 3. Um, and it's, it's earth bending, not fire bending. Right. You are an earth bender, and basically it's changing the phase of rock to lava. Right. Um, so it becomes obviously a little more liquid, but very interesting that they chose to make that a specialization. I think that's the weirdest. I think that yeah. fits the least mm-hmm. out of all of the it makes bending the least specializations. <laughs> but it, like, it but still, it still works. Makes, like, but here's the thing. It does, yeah. There's, it there's does, crossover yeah. there because in Avatar, you see um, Avatar Roku, yeah. and he mm-hmm. can control lava. Yeah. And he can cool lava. Or no, he uses airbending to air cool. Airbending to bad. cool, yeah. But still, it's like, so they can, two different bendings can control yeah. the same thing. And there's and there's neat. some some... I mean, I think there's there's elements of that, like a mud bender could water be bender. earth or water. I yeah, think, true. you know, makes sense. It's just what you're bending around it, that, mm-hmm. and they stick together. The level of like right? purity, the yeah. purities you're trying something to something like that. Yeah, but yeah. So with earth Soup bending, bending also yeah. we see in <laughs> the in the puppet master Katara, yeah, and she also like feeds them <laughs> things of soup. She feeds that would be the most that's important to know. Yeah. <laughs> I that think would, yeah, useful soup bending is oh, the yeah. best bending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Any form most of food, powerful. food bending. Most powerful bending. <laughs> Perfume also. If I were a yeah. bender, I would be a soup bender. Yeah. Um, it's not not necessarily a specialization in that, like, that's how you focus it. That's all he can do. <laughs> that's yeah. all I can do. It's like I can, I can only bend water. Yeah. water. I can only bend water when it's combined with soupy yeah. elements. Yeah. Gets really tough when he like has to decide between like a stew or yeah, a broth. Yeah, yeah. All the what meat just falls out. Like, no, <laughs> if I'm in a if I'm in a fight, I use stew because yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. little thicker. Yeah, yeah, some of that dinty uh, more beef chunk. <laughs> <laughs> can he bend chowder? We don't know. <laughs> That's a specialization just within <laughs> soup bending. I can actually make chowder. I can make chowder. Actually, you just leave powder behind and, and, and more thick. He can phase the different yeah. phases of chowder. Yeah, and so like I can make people get stuck in the chowder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Super specialized. You can take a, a chicken noodle soup and actually phase it into the substance of a chicken pot pie. Yeah, <laughs> you just have the little canteen a of lot chicken of noodle soup on your belt. You can <laughs> like whip them with noodles. Yeah. I can make tomato soup oh into a gosh. whole tomato. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah, needs yeah. to make this fanfic. Oh my I'm gosh! I'm serious. Um, but so, earth, is there any earth specialization? Well, metal bending metal we have, which we didn't talk yeah, about. That's um, cool. We see that in I think it's series three. Mm-hmm. Um, when Toph is kidnapped and she's trying to break out of this metal cage she's mm-hmm. been put in. Toph is blind and so she's a phenomenal earthbender because she can feel the seismic tremors. Um, and 
we see that she is hitting this metal, trying to break out. And as she hits it hard enough, notices in this vibration that there are elements of earth in this metal. Mm -hmm. Bends the earth inside of the metal and breaks out. And then that starts this cool journey of metal bending that Mm -hmm. we see. And it becomes so much more evolved. In the first series, she's the only one who can metal bend. Mm -hmm. Um, But by Korra... Families, the entire police force police metal force, bends yeah. and her family and their there's different... a city of all metal yes Dude. Toph's daughter mm-hmm. um, is and, and it, it's so much more diverse too it's way more fluid <clears throat> um, and I don't know very versatile and I think that was such a cool discovery yeah that they included I think that was that for me I think might be my favorite specialization really? just because of how it came about yeah. how we see it that episode was Which so. One? The metal bending episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. where she's trapped in, in a prison. Yeah, no, that was tough. Oh, oh, okay. Both one of like the most difficult episodes to watch, but one of the coolest ones to watch. Yeah, it was so difficult because like they were in the prison, and I was just like the whole time just get out, like <laughs> you know, it just hurt me. Yeah. Um, but when they were finally able to fight back, I thought it was super cool. Yeah, that's awesome, and I mean. It helps that Toph is one of the coolest characters in the series, mm-hmm. but earthbending is so cool. And we see that, I mean, metal bending, and we see in the in the final fight how she, they're attacking the airships, and she oh, takes this suit door down oh. and then creates this suit of armor and crawls so like this cool. little it's bug. So creepy. It's super creepy it's and like awesome. crawls like this bug to take down these firebenders. And they're like blasting fire at her suit yeah. and she's just boom, going right through it. Well, Amazing. I mean, as far as talking about deadly specializations, I would call metal incredibly deadly. If you're yeah, taking yeah. a thing of metal to the face, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, or whatever. Yeah. I know that it's, they're, they're all trained so well. I mean, you see firebenders and stuff take hits from earth and burst it. Yeah. Um, but like metal you throw knives at, you. at someone, yeah. you could, yeah. I mean, like that's, that's so deadly. Deadly. And I guess the only bending that doesn't have any deadly properties would be air. I mean, yeah. well, again, <gasps> oh, not true. And I want yeah. to talk about yeah, that. Just right. a sec. I just, just realized. Sec. Yeah, just a sec. So Earth also, um, it's varied in what Earth you can bend. We mentioned sand bending, which we see specifically in. Again, we keep jumping to these. One of my favorite episodes is the library. Oh, so cool. Um, but we see these sand benders who use sand to propel these ships. So mm-hmm. it, it looks very airbendery. Yeah, there's the crossover there yeah. as well between airbending mm-hmm. and yeah. sand bending. And um, Toph figures out later she refines some sand bending. We don't see that used very much in the series, um, but definitely worth noting. And then in the end of season two, when they're in the basement, not basement, but almost the catacombs of Bossing Se. Aang creates a suit for himself out of geodes, yeah, which is dope. really really cool. They're bending <laughs> looks this, like this, a like, Gundam. Oh, <laughs> totally. They're bending these like green crystals, mm-hmm. um, which I think kind of opens up some doors for okay, like what can metal? I mean, earthbenders bend. Like what mm-hmm. can they, like jewelers? I think gems. You yeah. know, really cool opportunity there, and but uh, very cool to see that Toph finds also a, a meteorite and it's yeah, very she, pliable. Yeah. That she bends. Turns into a key, turns into all kinds mm. of stuff. Um, but let's finally talk about air. Um, I think of... Uh, we don't actually see a specialization no, in air. No, there's techniques, like yeah. obviously in a core Glider flight. flight. Yeah. Well, yeah. and even just straight right. up flight right. with... Um, in, in Last Airbender, though, we, don't, we, see, we see just the glider flight and, mm-hmm. you know, air he scooter. uses a scooter. Um, 
but I, I think we don't see a lot of what Air can do until Korra. Yeah. First like of all, with Air Tenzin. Slice looks yeah. like a blade of yeah. air yeah. that yeah. could absolutely yeah. kill you. And we see how how powerful Air can be. Tenzin. Because Aang is, is very defensive and mm-hmm. avoiding, and Tenzin obviously subscribes to that, but he is so powerful. And even down to the way they, I don't know, they, they did something in Korra that made it especially cool, <laughs> but like just his punches where he boom, and yeah. there's like oh, blasts yeah. of air and like how he just really rallies some of these oh, bad yeah. guys Breaking with this like massive just gusts yeah. of air. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and very cool how I think Korra is falling from a great distance and Tenzin sends this disc of air underneath her that cushions Puff her. Of air, yeah. yeah, really, really cool. I, I think it's cool, but I think the, but so especially you mentioned it twice, and I cut you off. Yeah. Flight. Yeah, um, in season three of Korra, we the main bad guy. His name is slipping my mind. Z- oh shoot, Zahir. Zahir. Yeah. He kind of there's this old monk philosophy that if you untether yourself from the world and your worldly problems, which is a very kind of Buddhist thought, um, then you can achieve flight. Essentially, yeah. the some monks. It was like a, a legend, and Zahir's love interest. Well, I won't say anything. Yeah, he 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 finds out how to untether himself, yeah. and gains the ability to fly. To just straight up fly. No glider necessary. <laughs> he just flies. Which is the that season coolest, three of Korra is the best. The best. Absolutely. Because that's when we see lava bending at first. Mm-hmm. Um, there. Oh, the red lotus. I forgot a fire. A fire specialization. Combustion. Oh, yeah. That's unique. And a the, fire specialization. We see it only twice with two characters. Right. And you have to be born with the They guess, have this third eye, that. basically, they on their head. They can shoot like a laser beam out yeah. of... And it's basically explosion. Yeah. You, it's, it's combustion. Nice. Um, there's an assassin that Zuko hires to kill Aang. Um, and it, he basically... He has this eye, and it it goes... Really cool. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Which is awesome. And um, so in season three, this the the Red Lotus, which is an anarchist group, so cool. has Zaheer, who was originally just a leader, and, and after a spiritual event, airbenders pop up and he becomes one. Um, but then the crew consists of a lava bender, a woman with no arms who's a waterbender and uses her uses water as arms, which mm-hmm. is really, really cool. And then Zaheer's girlfriend, who is a combustion, combustion bender, bender and has this eye. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a specialization as well that we forgot. I'm glad we mm. touched back I'm on I'm glad that. you remember that. But I think... Flight what, is so I, cool. I think the unique thing about air is, although it lacks specializations, because you can do so much with air, like you can move other elements. You can mm-hmm. move earth. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can't really control water, but you can... You know, you push it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is you can kind of... I mean, ang- with air creates a machine gun that rocks get fed through, that the coal gets fed through right. on, mm-hmm. on the ship in, in so the So I think that series. versatility kind of makes up for its lacking it of does. specializations. And, and just the ability, I would say, I would call flight a specialization, even though everyone can do it. That's something specific to air that no other bending, bending mm-hmm. except fire can get close to. Yeah. Um, and and it, it, you know, leads to so much, you know, it allows him to do so much. For sure. Also, what you were saying about it being deadly, which I know we realized it can be deadly air in that third season. um, I will spoil this for you. Zaheer, since he's an anarchist, he wants to take down these governments and he goes to Bossing Se and actually suffocates the Earth Queen. Yeah, that is so Which is cool. unbelievably dark. For, for, yeah. Korra's for, already way darker. It's than, older because it's more mature. She's yeah. in like a 16, 17, 18 year old. And, 
just the, the series deals with a lot more darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, but he basically just bends the air around her head and she can't catch her breath. Yeah, and, and he suffocates an her. An air bubble and just pulls it out of her lungs. And yeah. I'm like, Cause it's funny. Cause you, you think of bending and as an adult, you think of all the capacities, like it could get way violent or yeah, way whatever. Yeah. And you're thinking with air bending, you, you could, I remember thinking in the series, you could just pull the air out of someone's lungs and it's like, yeah. okay, they did it, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. Very, very crazy. Yeah. And that, I'm, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else in air uh, that could be considered a specialization. Hmm. You could make someone's skin really dry. <gasps> yeah. Don't do it to me. I already have dry skin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that just says, first of all, I think it speaks to the genius of the writing and the creators, this, this world they were able to develop and keep it balanced mm-hmm. um, while still exploring these new things and introducing, I don't know, just a lot of these fun, fun I've never wanted to be in a world so much as I've wanted to be mm-hmm. in that one. That's Absolutely. not true. I want to be a Jedi and a Pokemon trainer and stuff, but but they did create a world that I would so like to be a part of. But here's the, yeah, I was going to say, but here's the thing. Even if we could be in that world, we'd still probably just be regular yeah, people. We'd be and not I'd be the cabbage be, guy. Yeah, yeah, we'd be Sokka's. Yeah, I wouldn't be a, My cabbage. a Jedi. Yeah. I'd be a horrible Pokemon trainer, <laughs> all of it. But let, we can dream. Yeah. Okay. Um, so with yeah. that, we've gotten into specializations. Tell me about your favorite characters. Yeah. Where do you want to go? Um, um, let's hear from Jay first. Yeah. Jay's on. I have two favorite characters, and one of them for sure will be both of yours, I okay. think. Right. Um, first one, I think, is Sokka. Mm. Um, I think Sokka is one of the most lovable characters. Mm-hmm. He has a really good arc, I think. Mm, I mean, I agree. as the, the show starts, he's like this kind of arrogant, like, uh, I guess like... Oaf. Yeah, like arrogant oaf, like Unskilled. fan problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as it goes, like, he becomes more talented. He's, he's a tactician. Yeah. He's endlessly funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, endlessly. He is the comic relief. He, absolutely. It's all fu- every character can be funny, but Sokka is the funniest. He is by the far. comedy. Yeah, and like he's he just becomes the most lovable and like he's really like you need Sokka. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't have yeah. bending, but like the team still needs him. Oh, absolutely, and, like, totally. It that becomes apparent as the series goes on. Yeah, yeah, and I love that you said he's a tactician. He he he, he has such a mind. He's not physically imposing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he has such a mind for these things, and he's also a brilliant inventor. He is. He came up with the plan for the invasion. Mm-hmm. He came and the up with balloons. Yeah, with the exactly. he's 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 just so, so ingenuitive. Yeah, <laughs> he I has think such it, ingenuity. Right. And it's so cool to see what an asset he is. And I don't think he realizes it, though. I think, like, sometimes he surprises himself. He's like, he does. Oh, and he wants so badly works. to be a man because mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. he was just, he was too young to go fight the Fire Nation when they were young. And the men from their village, he was the, the basically the male leader of the village. And yeah. he was so young. And he wants so badly to make his dad proud and to be a man and to be a warrior and to know he can defend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this real personal struggle he has where he wants to be more. Mm-hmm. And we totally see him fulfill that. And Avatar treats their characters so well so really with good. their growth and their development. And it's a kid's show, but it's so compelling. Yeah. The stories they Which tell. Which is why it's, in my opinion, the best. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I rewatched it a few months ago, I the whole too. series. Same. And I did not... I, I enjoyed it just as much as I ever have, Absolutely. even more. And I've seen it so many times, and yet yeah. I still enjoy it every yeah. time I see it. So I'm glad you brought up Sokka. He's yeah. a good example of how they treat their characters. For sure. Um, who's your other one? My other one is Uncle Iroh. Of course. Oh, 
Um, I yeah. I think he is the most he's the wisest uh, like guy in the series. Obviously, yeah. mm-hmm. he is he's so tender, but he's so strong he's at the same so time. So powerful mm-hmm. and so tender. like it's interesting how he's a part of the Fire Nation, but everyone who talks to him leaves enlightened. Yes, mm-hmm. you know he is. He's such an amazing character. Yeah, he's a it's amazing. Bit, he's yeah, so loving. He is. He's Gosh. He, keep going. He uh, one of the best. Easily one of the best characters, but it's cool to see he's kind of disgraced. He he failed mm-hmm. in his invasion of Bossing Say, only because his son died and wasn't able to complete that journey. Yeah. But absolutely becomes this father to Zuko, mm-hmm. and their journey, their progression together. I, I if we want to talk about arc and development, Zuko has the best I think yeah, in the his. series. It's, 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 it's all him. Um, and he's not one of my favorites, but he should be mentioned. That he his his growth accompanied by Iroh and what Iroh does for him, it's genuinely emotional. So mm-hmm. cool. Absolutely. I, I can't say enough good things about Uncle Iroh yeah. and his loving tenderness and his ability and He's so how, wise and how and patient so, he yeah. is. And yeah. he just understands that Zuko's young and yeah. mad and wants to help him and love him so much and you know, wants to start a new life owning a tea shop in Boston. So it's like, yeah. I honestly, if I talked about it for a long time, I could get emotional. About oh, absolutely. And, and I'm even talking about it. Yeah. I, I think we'll talk about it. A thing when we maybe talk about some of our favorite episodes, we'll, we'll yeah. mention something that will all make us probably cry. Yeah. Um, but those are great choices. Those are awesome, Jay. Jay. What yeah, about you, Eli? You. What about you, Jay? Oh, me? All right. Because <laughs> um, I want to see who you two yeah. say. So I won't say Iroh. He was on my list, but okay. I, I have two. I figured he would be. I have mm-hmm. two because you okay. have to say Iroh, but, um, <clears throat> Uh, one of my favorites, he's a lesser known character and he only appears in a couple episodes, I think three episodes, oh, wow. but he's significant in, um, Master Piando, uh, Sokka's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sokka's sword master, his teacher, oh, yeah. he teaches him sword uh, fighting and just that, that episode, I think is probably my favorite episode is Sokka learning like the mastery of sword and how it's about creativity and it's extension of you and just kind of Piando's like quiet confidence and control and i don't know he's just oh he's cool he is so cool and that he is just as formidable as a bender without being a bender only only non-bender member of the white lotus that we see which is the organization built to protect and and serve the avatar and basically keep peace peace in the world yeah um but panned out he just oh his, I, I love his voice too. He's like, yeah. it's the gruffness. I know, it's kind of weird. It's mm-hmm. weird, but um, very clever. Like very clever. Weird. And he gets like, is it more growly? It is. Or did I mistreat? Very that? resourceful. Yeah, it, something like that. Um, but so much Kiefer Sutherland. Kind he of. he kind of does. He honestly <laughs> does. Um, but yeah, Piandao I think is just super underrated. He's awesome. The other character, favorite character for me. And I know it's, it seems dumb, but it would have to be Aang. I just, yeah. I, 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 that's not dumb. It's, that's good. I enjoy good. watching him the, the most, I think, and the way he does airbending, obviously. But I just love how his personality, how he kind of c- balances his obviously playful, kind of childish, fun nature with Buddhist principles and how mm. that's so deeply <laughs> rooted in him and how that comes out of him as a child. Yeah. I think that's so fun. Yeah. And I love his dynamic, how he just, at his core, he just wants to be happy and have fun. 
and he just i mean at, at his core he comes to to learn how important the balance of the world is but at his his, his heart of hearts he's a kid, he's a kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and like i think that's interesting because he has such a huge responsibility on his shoulders mm-hmm. but like you said he kind of just wants to have fun he, he wants to be a kid yeah mm-hmm. he wants to you know and but he's mm-hmm. got this responsibility that he has to own up to absolutely yeah. it's and, interesting and i love his that. his character arc is awesome yeah. as well he's yeah. very dynamic and i love yeah. how we see his power yeah. how how he grows and and I mean, there's there's one episode where they make it so explicit, but it's the the fortune teller um, when they're when they have to save the village from the erupting volcano, and Aang creates these trenches mm-hmm. and and you know basically saves the village and mm-hmm. uh, you know Sokka's like wow what sometimes you forget bender. what a powerful bender Aang is. Katara's like huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he is he has these such cool moments even mm-hmm. outside of the Avatar state, which is. Again, such a really cool, unique idea that I yeah. credit the creators for. That's mm-hmm. such a cool thing. Awesome. Yeah, like you get totally. to tap into your past lives and all of their experience. Amazing. Yeah. So, um, the fact that Aang is so powerful and and has these moments of of maturity and kind of severity and solemnity. Yeah. And then and I, I showcases such I, powerful bending. Yeah. On top of you know, in in one episode, we might just see him wanting to play and go penguin sledding or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. I, I love how uh, last thing is I love how emotional he is. Mm-hmm. He is so emotional, and sometimes to a flaw. Like he'll do something that was motivated maybe by emotion or love or being sensitive, and you see that. And I don't know. There's something for me that I relate to that so much. His sensitivity and his kind of in the moment. Maybe he's too sensitive. Or he's too something. You know. Yeah. I love that about him. And I think that's also important to the fact that he's the avatar like yeah. he needs uh-huh. to, he has to be the master of all four elements therefore he needs to have different emotions right. where yeah. an airbender is mainly like, kind of stoic yeah yeah Placid, you know but more. he has yeah. to feel these emotions in order to do the yeah. other because he is a firebender and he is a yeah. waterbender yeah. and he is an earthbender yeah. and that takes stubbornness mm. and passion and we and see that he struggles the most with earthbending yeah. because it's so against his stubborn. nature yeah, yeah. Um, which, which is, is awesome. why Korra has the hardest time with air. Mm-hmm. And so it's really, it's it's interesting to see that and how their emotion and character yeah. plays into Love their that. experience. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I got two favorites as well. Like, I don't know, on my list I was thinking I want to say Iroh, and I think he is one of my favorites, but he can't not be. You know, I yeah. he does have yeah. to be everyone's favorite. Absolutely. I'm so glad you mentioned him. Um, but my one, one of them is Appa. <laughs> Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, I think he. I think he actually. He has such a personality, and um, and maybe it's. I don't know. When we see Appa's lost days, oh, and so what sad. he goes through, it's very emotional. Very, very, and we yeah. see how much he actually feels. Yeah. as this big old creature, and he can understand like, like English perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's so cool, very powerful. It's so sick when he's decked out in his war gear. Oh, his armor. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. very, very cool. Um. He's cute. He's I mean, he, I don't like him more than Iroh, but I just I just love him and I want to mention him. He needs him. mention for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but I would say my favorite I I character in the series, I think you do too, because I think I've told you before. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite character in the series is Boomy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, he is our first, I think he's our first real example of an airbender. Like Earthbender? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like real. You yeah. Know? Oh, absolutely. And the, one of the best moments in the series is when... Uh, Katara and Sokka are being consumed by that rock. Well, we don't know it's rock candy at the time, but by the rock candy. The gems, yeah. And um, Aang says, like, so whoever I point to, 
I get to fight them. And there's these two very imposing warriors, and he points to King Boomy, and King Boomy's like, wrong choice. Yeah. And then, like, takes his robe off, and he's, he's jacked. jacked. Yeah. And, like, uncracks <laughs> his back, and he's, like, standing up straight. Yeah. And we're like, oh, my word. Yeah. He is <laughs> I gnarly. I, I think... Um, and, and sorry, really quick. Yeah, yeah. So, first of all, we see that he's an unbelievably powerful earthbender. Right. But, and he's over 100 years old. And he is ancient. And then on top of that, after Sokka, and I think maybe if we saw him more, he would give him a run for his money. I would say funniest character he's in so the series. Funny. Yeah, he's just because he's so for sure. nuts. crazy. Yeah, he's he's crazy. I, I would say behind Toph, he is the best Earthbender in the series. That's what I and I think he, and he Toph could, is one of my favorite characters that, too. I was gonna say I think he could give Toph a run for her money. Maybe absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Um, I just I love and I, again I love how they balance his bending with his personality because yeah. it's you know i don't know like the yeah. whole crazy old man but also when he talks about the types of gene the neutral gene neutral gene yeah uh-huh. and it's like how that works with because that's not a very earth bendy thing to be just neutral to do nothing yeah. that's more of an earthbender yeah. mentality or an airbender mentality yeah. but it turns out that it was actually it was genius you know, perfect you do wait for the opportunity and that's yeah. what it that's what earth that it is at its, it is what he talks what, about that's it's, what toff uses that's, that's what toff ang uses and that's why and Boomy, when he counsels Aang on finding your teacher, finds someone listens who waits and, waits. and yeah. listens. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Toph does. Right. It's funny. Which is very cool. And again, masterful storytelling. Yeah. I, and know. I thought it was cool because, like, his, as far as his character goes, I thought it was cool when you kind of figured out that, oh, him and Aang are friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That was I really cool. That. Yeah. That, that made you, that, I think, like, I know it made Aang feel like, oh, a, a little less lonely in the world. Yeah. yeah. And that for me was like, oh, it like yeah. warmed me up a yeah. little bit, you know? I know. You really have a heart. It's, it's tough seeing Aang be alone yeah he's 100 years old and and he hides it so well because yeah. he's happy i mean he, he at his core i mean he's happy and yeah. fun but you can tell how much it weighs on him yeah, sometimes he is lonely he is. and we see some episodes where it explores that more so but boomy is hilarious yeah, boomy is so funny. member of the white lotus which mm-hmm. is the most powerful benders in the series mm-hmm. um i think um and it's just so funny mm-hmm. and chin it bends the earth with his chin like could have escaped from from new ozai mm-hmm. you know old what used to be omashu could have escaped forever ago but he was waiting you know he embodied that neutral and you know he was just waiting he's like oh i could have escaped i could have gotten out of here forever yeah, ago because for he's sure. like entombed in this metal coffin um but just bends the earth with his chin and gets back in in captivity and it it he is definitely you know the the toughest earthbender we see yeah. outside of Toph. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think it's funny. I mean, as far as like D&D alignments go, he is the perfect embodiment of chaotic good. Like he really <laughs> is just like, what are you doing? Like yeah, you have the like best intentions. Like these crazy like, trials. What are you doing? It's just insane. Yeah. yeah. I love him. He is a mad genius. He is. He's you awesome. Know? And it's so cool. I, I like, I just love that he's still crazy and funny yeah. as an old king let us leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like the, the new prison room that was recently refurbished. Like, it used yeah. to be the bad room, but yeah. it was refurbished. That whole string of that yeah. joke is great. Yeah. And then how they go sliding down the delivery system yeah. at the end of the episode, even yeah. when he's an old king. His, his snort like laugh to. is yeah. the best. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Best. yeah. I, I, I love... Boomy is probably my number one, I think, for the... I want to mention one more because we didn't mention her, and I, Katara is great. She, she is, is, and I was um, I was just going to talk about. She Katara. gets, and, uh, she, I'd say she gets a bad rap sometimes for being you know too preachy or whiny, but I think she's she, pretty whiny though. Yeah, but she is, <laughs> she is. She's the glue of the of the gang. Here's what yeah, I'll say about is. Katara, and this is what I think is so interesting about her character: mm-hmm. is her character is very static. 
Mm. Meaning she doesn't have much of an arc because she's so good. There's no arc to to be had. You know, she did most of her growing. Yeah. She did most of her growing before the show even started. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she was this motherhood figure, like in her tribe, like she already grew up. Yeah. Yeah. And and seeing her mom die and these things. You're right. I think it's a good point. The only arc that you have is just her ability to to bend. It's her power. Yeah. 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 Which is awesome. But her, her becomes just demands respect. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But her true, like good nature and her motives are always like the greatest good. And she has such a sense of right. Yeah. And I I love how they kind of made her almost this, like they, they balanced this, not, not a pushy, but like this very strong, almost feminist attitude while still being feminine and still being a mother. I want to point out, yeah, what is awesome. What a role model she should be for young girls. Absolutely. There and there's no again there's nothing heavy-handed about how they present it. There's it, it kind of sneaks up on you. Not that it should. I'm just pointing out that that she is one of the strongest characters in the entire series that we mm-hmm. see, strong emotionally and, you know, with physical Power, yeah. the, the the talent and she's independent and strong and caring and nurturing. I think she's just such a such an example of a strong female. Who I feel like we do this every episode. What? I yeah. think it's interesting to point out. I think it's worth mentioning that we, you know, okay. you're right though. We do talk about it, kind it of is, the, the it gender. It is important, but it's no, like, it, it's it's it's. I mean, it's it's an issue with today, and so and um, we don't see it a lot. That's the no. thing, and, yeah. and what and our favorites are. Twelve years ago, the series came out. Twelve years ago, and to be that kind of. Yeah. And know, the thing is, it didn't even feel progressive no. because it was just a great story. That's she was a great character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. It, I think they handled it well. Where it wasn't, they never were like. Here's this girl who's great. Yeah, and she's like, got no, we, prove who. She's no. yeah. It's like one. She's one of the first characters we meet, and she's, she's just, just she's great. a great character. Yeah, yeah totally. Awesome. Sorry, Jay. <laughs> no, I <laughs> love <laughs> it. It's great. I was just making an observation. <laughs> yeah. No, and she's a great character. I'm mm-hmm. glad you brought her up for mm-hmm. sure. Um, there's uh, so many. I mean, we have the mini characters too. The cabbage vendor. <laughs> He's the best. So character. funny. The They're boulder. The boulder. Hilarious. <laughs> Only speaks in third person. The yeah. turtle. Oh, the lion turtle that you're talking oh, about? Oh, so yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Avatar Roku is more than minor, oh but not gosh. quite main. He, he's, he's my, so he's cool. my favorite <laughs> Avatar, for sure. He's so cool. He's awesome. He's awesome. He's dope. Um, really quick, mm-hmm. what's a, what's an animal hybrid you guys like? What's a, what's a good animal from the series? Oh Just really, really cool. My favorite is the eel hound. Those things, because they're so fast and they can swim. Oh, the ones that they ride the, at the, the end the, of season yeah, yeah, three. The girls? No, no, no. That that's a different thing. So those things can walk oh. on water. Eel hounds are the thing that um, Sokka and uh, Suki and Toph all ride, oh, and they can yeah, swim. Yeah. They have long necks, and apparently they're the fat. You don't see them a lot. That's but the cool. way they're described and the way they look, they're just like dog lizards that you can ride. <laughs> yeah. I think that yeah, is so cool. And they can those swim, cool. and they're the fastest land. He said they're the fastest land animals. Oh, sick! Yeah, they're so cool. Yeah, they're awesome. I love those. They're things. awesome. Jay, what you go? Well, we kind of already mentioned the lion turtle. Um, yeah, that, that's a cool episode. I think. Oh, it's so you cool. know, really, really cool. When, yeah. when you the big reveal of it, yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Energy, bending. um, chills, dude. Appa, buffaloes, man. Yeah, man. Sky they're the best. Appa, he's so great. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah, that's he's cool. awesome. He's awesome. Um, I like how they treat bending as starting with these sort of animals. Yeah, the core um, animals they represent. Yeah, and so like the badger moles I think are super cool because yeah. oh, they're blind cool. and awesome. they're getting their way through yes. and they're the original earthbenders. Like mm-hmm. dragons, not a blend, but worth mentioning, mm-hmm. dragons are not, they, you know, they're the original firebenders. Mm-hmm. That episode's amazing where we oh, meet the that, two that's, dragons. That's one of my faves. One the, of the best. Sokka and, um, or, I mean, Zuko and Aang, yeah. Aang re- learn and relearn airbenders. Yeah, um, and then the bisons, like we said. Air bisons, um, yeah. And eh, water's a little different. It's the Koi, 
but it's the moon is the yeah. first water yeah. bender. Yeah. yeah. And the the core, like the 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 essence, the spirit of the moon, but they mm-hmm. don't. But the moon the, is a good. Character, they observe by the, the way. moon. The pole, the Titan. Mm-hmm. The moon is a good character. <laughs> UA baby, yeah. she's um, awesome. I think it's kind of funny. One of the animal puns they do is a dragonfly, and it's just a little dragon, like lizard yeah. with wings <laughs> that can fly around. I think um, wolf bats are really cool. You see them in the bat. caves; yeah, those yeah, are yeah. sweet. Yeah, those cool. Are cool. Yeah, and then the pro bending team, Tano and the, the wolf, wolf bats. bats. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. very cool. And mm-hmm. he's actually voiced by Remy Malik. Really. Oh. Yeah, Tano is no, yeah. nice, Mister Guy from Mister Robot. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, very cool. Interesting. <laughs> really interesting seeing who, some of these voices in it. First of all, the Bradley Baker voices, everyone. Yeah, he's but nice. um, there, there are some little. Ca- uh, Serena Williams voices a character in Avatar. <laughs> really, she's who? just she's just uh, the the like, nice female guard who talks to Iroh before he busts out of prison. Oh my oh. gosh, <laughs> I can hear it now. That is. That's Serena no Williams. Kidding. Oh my god! So you know oh she was so probably nice. a fan, yeah. and or like, was like, "Hey, like, I want yeah. in," and they just gave oh her a little gosh. part. Isn't that awesome? That is so funny! What a fun fact! And I'm pretty sure she's also in Korra in a minor part. Really? Yeah. And yeah, I, lo- I wish I, I could remember which. I love that the voice of Zaheer is Henry Rollins, the singer of Black Flag in Chorus yeah. Season 3. Like, these little cameos that, yeah. like, you know, famous people have. It's like, oh yeah. my gosh. it never yeah. ceases to amaze me. Like, who, what celebrities are into the fandoms that you would yeah. never think. Yeah. Ever. And this is a main character, but worth pointing out, Rufio from Hook is yeah. Zuko. Right. <laughs> and his, he is the best voice. In, in my opinion, that is the best voice for, like, an actor in the series. Like, it's uh, just so I would say fitting. Sokka. Really is, is pretty. He's good. No, yeah. no doubting he's good. Yeah. But I just no. no he's also good. Yeah. He's also and it's very jarring Dante Basco. to see. <laughs> yeah, very jarring to to hear uh, Admiral Iroh in Korra, also voiced by <laughs> who? Dante Basco. Oh, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. His Zuko, it's just Zuko's yeah. voice. That's hilarious. Um. So yeah, it's, it's fun to talk about the end. It's so cool and like Bosco is just a bear, and they're all like super weird and out. Is it a platypus bear? Is yeah. Oh, also Piopus Bear. Those those, those are, are awesome. Gnarly. Those are really cool. Yeah. Very scary. Um, I want to I want to wrap up with what are some favorite and we've we've sprinkled them throughout. Yeah. Uh, what are some favorite moment? Actually, you know what? I want to touch on because I know we said we'd mention it. Yeah, we have um, time. The the live action adaptation of Avatar and mm-hmm. how horrible it was. Just because uh, we wouldn't be true fans if we didn't complain about twas it. Twas bad. Twas, <laughs> twas horrendous, even. Horrible. And and everyone who likes Avatar knows how bad it is. And mm. even those who don't are like, wait, wasn't it's that like, like wasn't that bad? Yeah. They like have an idea of it because of what it's a fuss just, people it's, raised. It's nothing it, it didn't capture any of the good essence of the TV show. They did everything wrong. Yeah. It's it was too serious. And it, it's they fantastic. pronounced things differently. Oh, they did dealt with race. Poorly. Differently, I mean, they still they still sort of have race differences in the series, but they like change it completely yeah. in the movie. And it was done by a, a great director. It was M. Night, M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Great, mm-hmm. but that's where he sort of fell from grace. Now he's he back. Did. He's back because <laughs> he got back to his roots with horror and stuff. Yeah, yeah. but I read, and this is what I w- wanted to point out. I read a <laughs> a theory online that perhaps, <laughs> and this is what I say to myself to comfort myself. Perhaps M. Night Shyamalan made the movie based on the Ember Island players. <laughs> the episode we see, it's the second to last episode before yeah. the season season's, finale. I mean, you know, before yeah. the Four real part. finale. Yeah. And they're on Ember Island. The gang is on Ember Island. And they go to this play about the Avatar's journey. And it's horrible. They're all like weird caricatures and of and themselves. Yeah. And. 
you know, and it's 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 super overdramatic and and very dumb, and they get l- little details just wrong, and someone was like, maybe that's what M Night Shyamalan made. Maybe he in made that, a movie. Yeah, in that of case, the Ember Island it players. is amazing. In it that case, genius. it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> the best theory i've ever heard in my yeah life. yeah and so i'm gonna I, i'll adopt that sure to yeah. excuse m night and yeah. you know give us a little bit of hope um okay so if it were going to be done again yeah i do want to hear what director or directors or whatever do you think could do a good job with it now we talked early on mm-hmm. pre-avatar yeah. about marvel and their ability to do action and mm-hmm. comedy mm-hmm. and that's such an essence of Avatar. Yeah. There are truly profound epic moments that we yeah. see. And, and it is such it is great equal humor. parts comedy and equal parts action. And so looking at that, I mean, like, Joss Whedon, I think, could do such a good job. Sure, it'd be fun. Because I think he was the first we see in Marvel to be able to wrangle all of this talent and deliver. I, I think Avengers was as funny as it was action-y. Sure. And I think that set a new tone for Marvel, even though the ones leading up to it, Iron Man was really funny. So awesome. was Iron Man too, yeah. you know, and, and really good moments throughout these things. But Avengers was like, oh, we can be even funnier and have even more action. Yeah. Um, so I think Joss Whedon, Joss and it feels a little cheap, like, oh, that's like an easy choice. No, but I think he could do, I think he could do really well with Avatar. I agree. What do you think, Jay? Um, honestly, you kind of put me on the spot with this. Yeah. When you're like, you got to think of something. No, you can't. That's um, true. But <laughs> honestly, like, Ryan Johnson's cool. I mean, we haven't yeah. seen Last yeah. Jedi yet, but True. like, yeah, he could do a good job. Yeah, you know, like any of those Star Wars directors, like J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Like, I would say J.J. over Ryan J. J. personally because he can do because he's done kids I before. Feel like the funny, yeah. but I would still like to see Ryan Johnson. I think that's not a bad choice. Jer, mm. so my my two real quick. Um, I think Philip Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, the guys who did the Lego Movie, Twenty One Jump Street, they are oh, really, yeah, they are so good at balancing humor and kind of. I mean, they, they were they were going to direct the Han Solo movie. They are going to direct the um, Green Lantern movie, oh. and so I I have a lot of trust in their ability to do humor and action. Um, but also, I'm going off on a ledge here, or on a limb. Limb, thank you. Same, same I'm go- stepping off of a ledge here, Please plummeting don't. to my back. <laughs> no, I think the Duffer Brothers. I think you give them a chance from Stranger Things. You could do something. The Duffer Brothers. Yeah. I'm curious to see what they did next. But I, think I wonder if they just have a niche, though. I wonder with kids and eighties. <laughs> kids and eighties. Yeah, maybe. But I think I mean, they, they could, masters at it. But yeah, they could. That's an interesting choice. I think they could do something cool. Huh. I think I, I honestly, my, my next one was again with Marvel was the Russo brothers. Yeah, I, I think it would honestly take two minds because it's such a big thing. Mm. You yeah, know? and Cohen more than one brothers. movie. Yeah, I think they should absolutely. do more than one, don't resolve it. No, um, make it a little edgier with the Cohen brothers. Yeah, <laughs> a little more artsy. <laughs> I also thought of James Gunn. Let's put Wes Anderson and talk. <laughs> put him in talks. Um, okay, so lastly, bad. we'll wrap up. Yeah. I know we've mentioned it, but if, if if we haven't mentioned one of your favorite moments or episodes, uh, we'll get into that. And we're going to start just because we've all kind of agreed on it. Yeah. Tales of Bossing Say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not doesn't drive the story at all. No. It is just individual moments for each character and something they're going through. Yeah, and, and I think it's a good illustration of who they are as characters. Yeah. Each it, each story is kind of like, this is the essence of Aang. I mean, I think- He Aang, builds a zoo. He builds a zoo because he cares about <laughs> yeah. animals and he's a vegetarian. That and, one's know, awesome. That's great. And uh, is it, is, are, what's Katara's- Katara and Toph, isn't that one? Are they together? They, they get out of the yeah. beauty. Oh, they, they, they have a girl's that, night out. That's yeah. the one, right? Where they, yeah. 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 And they find like their inner beauty. Yeah. And it's about balancing. And they it's get, about being who you are. And they toss are. those girls in the river. Yeah. 
That was really great. <laughs> that's uh, theirs, isn't it? Are it we is, not it mixing is. that no, up? That's okay, the same one's correct. Okay. Um, obviously, Sokka's is just timeless. <laughs> just haikus. Yeah. <laughs> he so comes good. into this little haiku club of oh all girls and is a natural at them. I think it's checked out. Yeah. Hilarious. Greatest one. Um, does Zuko, Zuko has when he Zuko goes on a date. Mm-hmm. Zuko goes he, on a date. Yeah, and That's you see cute. his tender That's side. Yeah, yeah, and sweet. Uncle Iroh helps him out, like get ready for yeah. his hair. Stuff, like. Yeah, and he. This is part of. This is when Zuko is. I would say in the middle of his arc, where maybe I don't need to be chasing the Avatar. Maybe we can kind of just be life. happy yeah. in this mm-hmm. in this tea shop. You yeah. know, Uncle loves me, and and maybe I don't need to worry so much about restoring my honor, or maybe honor something different than I imagined. Right. And so it's cool to see this. You know, mm-hmm. oh, he's on a date. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're all waiting for is oh. the is Iroh's tale of bossing. Say, oh my gosh. Yeah. First of all, okay, so we see him shopping. I'm already getting chills. I can't taking do some it. running I'm some errands, running some errands throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, grabbing a little food basket, this mm-hmm. and that. He, a guy tries to mug him, mm-hmm. and he disarms him. Yeah. And, shows him how to properly and then, like, mug teaches him. He's like, teaches this is how, how you it. need to hold a knife. And they talk, and he's like, we're just struggling. And Iroh sits down. That's what they have done so well. Because it was believable with Iroh because they'd done it throughout the entire series is he'll give someone the time of day and listen and nurture and he's the best listener. give him some tea. Yeah. yeah. And so and he teaches this guy. I just want to be a guy. massage therapist or whatever he <laughs> yeah. says. Yeah, whatever it is. I think it's massage therapy. He teaches this guy. He has this wonky stance. Yeah. yeah. He, you know, he's, he's all pigeon-toed mm-hmm. and knock-kneed. And so he's like, widen your stance, hold the knife like this. But then he, he sits down with him and they just talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he we see the reason he's running up running all those errands um embossing say he goes up to a hillside and sings and and puts a little tribute out for his deceased yeah, son the most beautiful mm-hmm. song <laughs> not even in the series like in the world <laughs> just that song yeah soldier just, boy he like yeah. lights his little incense yeah. on him. Oh and then just and he cries and breaks down and, and oh, yeah. misses his son who died in the invasion of Boston right. Say. And I I think the worst or not the well worst emotionally for me that makes you so emotional is at the end you see that the voice actor that played Oh my gosh. Uncle oh, Iroh yeah. died yeah. during the middle of He died of cancer. He died. Yeah. Mako. He died in yeah. the middle of season two during the voice acting. And this was like his last yeah. voice acting. And so it's like you're already like huh, and then it's like, Oh yeah, he's dead and you're yeah. like and then season three isn't the same. No, it's not. We we get. I, That's I mean, why he doesn't talk the whole season. They don't have Iroh speak for most of it, they but then don't. when he does, it's like oh, you can kind it of. Was tell. His under, it was his understudy. Yeah, it's okay. It's it. like it's okay. It's okay, but it's but it's, it's not the same. No, it's and, not. And and they ended up. I mean, they named Mako yeah. and Korra after him after Mako because he was such a pivotal yeah, central part of the the series. So it really is like that's tough, <laughs> um, but. That's one of the best. Um, yeah. Another favorite for so me, emotional. season two. Honestly, like that's really it. it I know season three is amazing, yeah. and we see so much come out of it, and it's like really phenomenal and really cool to see Aang with hair <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that that stuff. But season two has some of the best stories. It's Zuko some good stuff. Oh yeah, alone. Mm-hmm. Zuko alone. He, Zuko alone. That's the name of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Zuko when alone. he is out and he he protects that village. The little yeah. Um and has the, his his two his split swords mm-hmm. and defends the village from these military earthbender bullies mm-hmm. um but then reveals that he's a firebender and the village kicks him out yeah. and he was defending them and had a good relationship with this little boy whose brother was off to war right and then he gave the boy his knife and all of these things and then the boy's like get out like i don't 
really sad, mm-hmm. really gripping. Like, sure. And I think it's also season during two, that man. same season. Uh, one of, another one of my favorite episodes is yeah. the the storm. Um, oh, it kind of tells the story of yeah. Zuko and Aang separately. I think that might be season one. It might be the end of season one. <laughs> is is that the one where Sokka goes on a boat with an old guy? Yeah. I'm too I young to die. So. I'm not, but I still don't want to. I don't want to. It's the best well. line ever. <laughs> I actually lolled like so yeah. hard when I heard yeah. that. that might, but keep going. I, but think, like, it's, it's, I think it might be season one. I, th- I think it might be like towards the end of season yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, or the end of season one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really, for the first time, shows Zuko as more than just this evil like antagonist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like It shows that, he's oh, because com- he compares himself to his father. Like yeah. it, it shows that he's a little bit more than just this evil bad guy. And it shows how parallel he is with Aang. Yeah, and yeah. yeah exactly. And this journey, I, I can't get enough of, of the, the good storytelling that's oh my gosh. in Avatar. If they had designed a story for a mature audience, it would have absolutely won uh, Emmys, Emmys and, and yeah. awards. It would, it would. I think it could be as hailed as some of the TV shows we see now, but mm-hmm. it's a kid's show. Mm-hmm. But they deal with these incredible themes and yeah, super mature themes yeah. and but he is right a, and wrong and he is a, such a foil redemption. to yeah. Aang and they're on the same journey and they're both alone and lost yeah. and trying to they they both say that I need to regain my honor mm-hmm. you know you realize then that they're not so different mm-hmm. and we see they become best friends yeah. at the end of the series um but that's I think that it is the first time we see we really get to see Zuko as a sympathetic character for mm-hmm. sure for for me I, I mentioned it but Sokka's sword training episode yeah um that is so cool like his forging of the meteor sword the oh, black yeah. sword is cool. the yeah. coolest weapon yeah. in the series and he just loses it and he, oh my gosh <laughs> I wish I don't know they, why they did that so. yeah I hurt it my hurts. feelings yeah um uh, but that's a great episode that whole like the way that he trains him in painting yeah and in you know and shows that he can. He as Sokka can be a great swordmaster. Yeah, he can. By be, being who he is, he can be formidable. Yeah, in, in a fighting circumstance, and you see Piandao, and I just love Sokka getting the spotlight. And this, yeah. and the, the action is so cool at the end. Their sword fight is awesome. Yeah, it's um, awesome. Um, another favorite of mine. I mentioned it briefly. Is the library. Yeah. When they're going to find out the date of the eclipse. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh huh. And Toph holds up the entire library. Yeah. Good first action. of all. Um, in, in but a then the thing she can't see very well. She's we see, sand. yeah, we see that uh, the the owl spirit. What's his name? I forgot it. I don't know. Oh shoot! I feel so bad. He's one of the coolest characters. He's creepy. He is so creepy, and that they they're great action and suspense in that. And he has these fox assistants who help him gather knowledge, and he, I mean, still surprisingly funny in like a little moment. Wan Shi Tong. Wan Shi Tong. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, <laughs> in fact, we actually end up seeing um, when when Janora and uh, Korra go into the spirit world, they end up in the library because Wan Shi Tong took it away from the physical realm. Mm-hmm. And that he they have to bring knowledge to the library to be able to look in it. And Janora explains how radio works, <laughs> and he he says something. Wanchi Tong says something like, and "Then it is not operated by a little man in a box." Something like that. I was misinformed, and like looks at a fox, and one of the foxes is like, like a shade, and, and like slings away. away. <laughs> I think so that's good. so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the library definitely one of my one of my favorite episodes. That's a good one. Yeah. What else? Puppet Master. Oh, Puppet yeah. Master. Puppet Master is one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. I, I was gonna say um, the Blue Spirit. 
We haven't oh, even talked Blue about the Blue Spirit. Oh my gosh. But that adds a whole level He's of... a favorite character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Zuko. <laughs> not Zuko. But that adds a whole level of depth to Zuko that's like, what on earth? Yeah. Dude, that was such a shock. Yeah. Finding yeah. out Blue Spirit is Zuko. And he's he that's he's a formidable warrior. No, mm-hmm. yeah, not with firebending. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. He's yeah. like a secret agent spy. It's totally. Like, yeah. You, know, you that, follow this character and like you see like this this cool just like ninja guy, yeah. you know, like who is that? Oh, yeah, you expect something else. Yeah, I, I have to point out that so many of these moments and experiences and emotion is highlighted by the music and sound effects. By Jeremy Zuckerman. Oh my gosh. In the track team. Just yeah. even the way they use like the little chime, the or little chime, like ding, 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 ding. Yeah. In those, some of those moments, phenomenal. Blue Spirit's theme is really cool. It's like yeah. it's it's a ton of like the uh, I don't know, taiko drums or whatever, something like that. Yeah, the shaking oh, it's of it's awesome. it's so cool. Yeah, it's so an amazing soundtrack. Yeah, unbelievably good. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the end of season two when we see the decision Zuko has to make and mm-hmm. we see that Iroh is the dragon of the West. Yeah. Oh, when he <laughs> breathes fire and <laughs> wrecks everyone. Yes, it's and and best. we've seen this and. It's so emotional and gets shot in the back by lightning. Killed. Would have been, yeah, would have died if mm-hmm. it weren't for the special pole, North Pole water mm-hmm. that Kasara had, the spirit mm-hmm. water. Um, Zuko decides to side with Azula because he's he's still weak at that point. And then Iroh gets captured and Azula's will not worst. talk to Zuko. And yeah, and we see Azula, who is a phenomenal character. She's a oh horrible, my gosh. amazing villain. Yes. She's, she's, she's worse than Ozai by far. Yeah. 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 Totally. And they treat her so the the political intrigue that goes on in <laughs> avatar how they tapped into that when she gains the allegiance of the dai li mm-hmm. and talks to uh who's the leader of the dai li i forgot um, his name too long fang long fang when they talk to him he's boy he has a great voice also yeah. there's Low his voice actor cool. is is more than once in Good voice. in avatar and cora mm-hmm. um but that dynamic we see I love so much of what happens in season two, and the, the that finale, their battle in the base in in the catacombs after Aang had seen the Guru and un, and released his chakras, and you know, love that. Well, yeah, we didn't even talk about the Guru, and yeah. we could go on forever. I love the Guru boutique. Yeah. He is so He's so fun and awesome. Cool. He's awesome. Yeah, Aang's mentor was uh, Monk Yato. Mm-hmm. And then in Korra, we see that Aang's son is named Tenzin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tenzin Gyatso is the name of the Dalai Lama. Yeah. The current in our world. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is fun. Yeah, that's fun. Also, cool. I mean, most people know this, but Fire Lord Ozai is voiced by Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Luke, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. I think is fun. But, yeah. I mean, I guess overall, guys, Avatar The Last Airbender is one of the most significant television series of all time. It's There's something there for everyone. There really is. And... It is, it's so powerful, it's good storytelling, it's funny, it's action-packed. It is, it is, I think it's my favorite television show of all time. It has to be. It's, it's definitely one of, one of my, absolutely, yeah. I, I can just watch it again and again. Unparalleled. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, fantastic. The, the, there's nothing bad about it. Mm-mm. There's not a single, there's no, nothing I would change. There's no flaws. Except I would make it longer. Yeah, <laughs> more seasons, <laughs> I want maybe. more of it. Um, but that's, that's that. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Yeah, guys. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna head out with an you just yawning. Shoot, Jason. Unrelated. What you got for us, Loli? Hey baby. Hey baby. Lilo. Lilo and Stitch. This is my question. You're going to change it right now. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to. Please. I'm going to adapt it really quick. Okay. So, 
who no that's actually no it's not okay <laughs> come on unrelated okay. unrelated unrelated <laughs> uh, who would you rather take on a date oh any lower stage <laughs> Tylee. <laughs> oh, heck yes. That's related. That's related, yeah. That's, I know. But, but the answer is always Tylee. <laughs> yeah, the answer is Tylee. <laughs> Not Azula? No, Azula's terrifying. No, it's a joke, guys. <laughs> All right, who would you rather take on a date? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Buzz or Woody? <laughs> <laughs> this came Woody. from Home Improvement. Absolutely Woody. Really? Always Woody. Really? Uh, oh, you said that so quickly and easily. Oh, Let yeah. me think. Woody's my f- Woody was always my favorite growing up. I, don't, I might say Buzz. Woody was my favorite growing up, but I got to like think realistically. Woody's got a better sense of humor. I don't think he does. He's oh. so much. He's a worry wart. Oh. And he's controlling. And he's con- he doesn't like the I mean, status awesome, quo change. But... I, I'll grant you that. <laughs> yeah, but Buzz is like arrogant. and He gets so much less arrogant. He he's does. way more. Re- In Toy Story 3, he's definitely more reasonable than Woody. Right. But for sure I mean, is. I guess what era are we talking? Like to the Toy Story 3? We're talking 3? Buzz, and, Buzz and Woody, Across man. Across everything. Yeah. I'm still going Woody. Woody's my boy. Yeah. Mm hmm. I don't know. I think, I think Buzz. I, I have to see Buzz without the suit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just in that purple, like, Zero Samus suit. Yeah, I had to see him without Zero the suit. Samus. Like, whatever his head is covered in, <laughs> the rest of his body is also that. Does he have hair? <laughs> looks like he was... I bet he does. Plasty dip. <laughs> well, also, he's a he's a toy, so I doubt he has hair. <laughs> I'm going gonna, gonna to look it up. Jake, who do you... Who's, who's your answer? Buzz. I'm yeah? Michael Buzz. Good choice. Good you? Buzz. I'm, I'm Buzz. Yeah, I said Buzz. Buzz. I'm Woody. I'll yeah. hold it out. I feel like... I feel like I don't know. I feel like Woody would be tough to get along with after a while. Yeah. <laughs> you could. I mean, you we could say saw after like, Bo Peep is gone. <laughs> you could say after oh. one date with Buzz, you'd be falling in style, like what? falling in love. But like fall, yeah, you like falling for him. Yeah, I got. But I, I, no, I get style. it. <laughs> no, no, stop talking. <laughs> but like, you know, I get it, and I, I hate it. <laughs> didn't like that. You said that. Oh man. Okay. Well, thanks so much for listening, Thank guys. For Check us. us out on Instagram, every fan for himself, and Facebook. Every fan for himself. Twitter at EFFH Podcast. EFFH Podcast. EFFH Podcast. Find us, yeah, find us on on iTunes and on SoundCloud. And please leave a review. Five stars if you like it. Uh, Email us if you don't. And let us know what you would change. Email us if you just like us. Email us at everyfanforhimself at gmail.com. Please, we love hearing from you. It's our favorite thing. If there's information you you want, yeah. I want to give you the information. If you guys have an unrelated, unrelated, you like us to ask, please, please, please reach out. Um, but for now, I'm Eli Webb. I'm Jaron Jolly. I'm Jason Kenny. This has been Every Fan for Himself. See you later, dudes.